Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and some dogs that some listeners may find offensive. And I'm not talking about... Wow. Selena's suspiciously quiet after that comment. Sorry, I'm please. lost for words. Welcome to Seesaw Podcast. With your hosts, T, Cleves and Selena. Every week, bringing some much-needed balance and humour to brighten up what can sometimes be a dark disabled world. Welcome back to Seesaw Podcast, the show that's inexplicably upsetting at least 50% of the population. Slash the show co-hosts. <laughs> we are back with the three of us. No guests this week, but we do have some great guests coming up. But this week, we thought we'd bring back a series that we haven't done in a fair old while. In fact, I don't think Selena's ever been on one of these episodes. No. So we are doing FAQs. It's the sort of thing you do when you have literally no other topic to talk about. What? A couple of topics on this show. Yeah, I know, but we haven't got one this week, have we? Guide yeah, dogs. we're doing this in aid of Guide Dog Month. That's why we're doing it. It's all planned and everything. So, Everyone likes Guide Dogs. Well, we'll see. So, <laughs> the way Riley's this... right here judging you. That's fine. I can't okay. see. So, the way this works is we've gone to the famous search engine that is Google. So what we've done is we've typed in the first section of questions about guide dogs, about what people are frequently asking about these assistance animals. And instead of following through and clicking those questions, we are going to answer them for you today. Because I have a guide dog, and so does Selena. Cleves doesn't, but I'm sure he will make his thoughts on them very clear. I have questions. Okay. (laughs) So. Let's just start, shall we? Yes. So I will kick off with something friendly before he comes in with both feet to knock me down. So the first question, why are guide dogs always Labradors? Well, fake news. They're not all Labradors. German Shepherds um, and Retrievers, in fact, they are phasing out the use of Labradors in a lot of cases now for a lot of crossbreeding. As a follow-up question to that, I've got hit written down here. Why is it they are set breeds of dogs? I would suspect because of their natures, and they are quite generational. They like to keep the same family going and get multiple dogs, uh, puppies, out of the same bitch. So, uh, different. Is different. it because those sorts of dogs are better suited for guiding people? I think they've done a lot of research into this of the best temperament, the ones that want to do the job. With mixed results. And my follow up question What are your thoughts on um, animals being bred specifically for traits? We've been doing it for thousands of years, literally, and the modern cow wouldn't exist if not for that. So it's a good thing. I think so. Whether you're an animal lover or not, we are the superior species to every animal on this planet. So I think that comes with a certain amount of fitting the world around us to a degree. And we are getting better at looking after animals now. There's a big push for that. And I agree, welfare of animals is important. But as far as having animals to facilitate our needs, I think there's nothing wrong with it. Do you think it's better to do this than eat animals? 
what two guide dogs <laughs> yeah <laughs> is that more ethical than eating animals well we don't eat dogs in this country at least she's saying what would you prefer something's bred for slavery or something's bred for food is it slavery well depends how you look at it if you're looking at mm. non-paid work for a degree amount of for a set amount of time yeah i i i guess so it's just a very big word to come in with <laughs> and they well, are paid. I, yeah, in, in, paid? In, in, they're paid in love, in toys, all that stuff. Food, right? right main right. payment, main payment for a Labrador. Food. Uh, so, if there's the people of Southern America before the war kept their slaves in good condition, that'd be fine because they were paid with love and food. <laughs> Great podcast. <laughs> I think we're going to move it, move on from this because what's the next question? <laughs> I, <laughs> Okay, let's move on because I get the feeling that there aren't <laughs> there are going to be more questions like that. What makes you think that? <laughs> <laughs> because it's you. <laughs> so the next question is very similar to the previous one, but a little bit different. Why are guide dogs always yellow? Well, also, fake news. Well, I don't think Riley is. Well, Riley's black. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> my previous dog, Wes, was black. Calvin was golden, wasn't he, Selena? Yeah, he was so the original we... real guide dog. Wow. No, they don't use the black ones for advertising because <laughs> they don't show up well on camera. So that's why you, everyone thinks they're blonde from all the adverts. Black dogs matter. Black labs matter. Yeah. So, in answer to that question, they're not all yellow. Okay, next question. Do you both believe that your second guide dog has been trained worse than the first guide dog? If so, how? <laughs> and as a follow-up question should they have had harsher upbringings if they aren't <laughs> as good as the original dogs they're so... different they come from the snowflake <laughs> era <laughs> I, I think that's a diplomatic way of saying saying that selena i would say that my first dog although he did have his issues he was a lot better trained than Ted, to the point where Ted can be a little shit sometimes. But he, why was he better trained? What was the differences? The, the difference between them was Ted gets distracted a lot, and it's quite consistent. I've got to keep on him to like make sure his focus is always there. Whereas he would be a bit distracted, but it usually meant that he needed to go for a shit. And then once he'd gone, he would focus up immediately. And I knew as soon as that had happened, he'd be fine. I'm a little bit like that when using my cane. With Calvin, my first guide dog, he was very distracted. But at least we got to places. Riley, he will only go where he wants to go. And he can just stop walking and stand there in the middle of the street if he doesn't want to go somewhere. Like if he's not going to a specific place, or he'd rather go to the park or something like that, he will stand there and not walk. And he's got better because I've learned how to bribe him, but he's much more stubborn and it's on his terms rather than my terms. Is that good? No. (laughs) It's not good because I can't just go out for a walk with Riley just for going out for a walk. He he hates (laughs) it. Have to go somewhere specific, and I don't always need to go somewhere. Why? Why is he like that? Because he's 
the new generation of dog, or that might just be his personality. He's a free spirit. I mean, Wes was like that to a degree. I did have my mechanisms for getting around that as well. Uh, later on in his working life, he would refuse to work if I harnessed him up to go outside the house. If he knew he was going out to work, he would just refuse. But then very quickly, I found that if I just used my long cane and walked to the end of the road and then <laughs> put the harness on him, what? he would carry on. I'd get back into work mode and he would be absolutely fine. I mean, they're not super dogs. They are they are animals at the end of the day. Yeah. I think the training isn't as good as it used to be. I mean, Ted wants to piss on absolutely everything. That's my big bugbear with him, to be honest. He <laughs> he will he will cock his leg on everything. Harness be damned. But why is the training worse? What's different about it? Selena, you, you probably even know more about this. It's very different. It's it, They have a new way of training. Right, Calvin had a half-check collar, which they deem, which is like a bit metal bit on the collar. So when you correct them, it doesn't hurt them, but it kind of gets their attention more. Whereas they don't wear those collars now because they don't look good to the public. A lot of it now is about public image and not telling i've not got the new new type of dog where you can't even tell them no thankfully but it's all this positive reinforcement training pr prep i don't know what the ep stands for i can't remember i do have one of the new dogs that you can't say no to and i started saying no to him because i got so sick of it like the the issue i have and i don't want to turn to an episode of ragging on guide dogs do they (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but the the issue I have is you need to be able to tell them off to set boundaries. It can't just be positive, positive, positive. It's like with children. They need to know what's not acceptable as well as what they are there to do. So it doesn't give you any way of stopping negative behavior. It, it's along the line of, oh, get them back on track and then praise them for it. And that's sometimes really hard to do because if they want to eat something on the floor, they're going to keep going for it. Easy just to have a collar that jabs them. Well, Wes did have one of those. I never used it. I used um, known as a haughty or a gentle leader, which goes Oh, yeah. Calvin had one of them as well. Yeah. I think you can still use them, but I'm not sure. Um, they insisted that I used it with Ted. Okay. <laughs> uh, without it, he's always been trained in it. So without it, he is even worse. And the the problem with the new one, uh, the new system as well, is because you have to take more time to correct the dog in the way that they want you to, by being positive and taking your time. I've got things to do. I've got got work to do. I want to get to where I'm going. And I don't want the journey to take literally twice as long because I'm used to my dog just doing it. And they both have good – well, Wes had a really good life. Ted had a really good life. So – I don't see any issues with saying no. But I think you're right, Selena. It's this new public opinion, like public thing. They, they don't want to see dogs getting told off in the street. And I've had someone shout at me before for telling off Wes. They go, oh, you can't treat him like that. It's like, I didn't hit him with a stick. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Spare the rod, spoil the dog. <laughs> Shall we move on? Yeah. Okay. How do guide dogs know where to go? They don't know where to go. If I let Riley walk out our front door, we'd just be at the fields. Yeah, I think it's a common misconception that the guide dogs know where they're going. 
and you have to use audible commands. And there's not too many of them, but it's like left, right. They work on a grid system, so whenever they get to a, a curve, they stop. And then you tell them to go forward or left or right. They're, they're trained to stop at certain points and wait for commands. But there aren't really that many commands. Like they make it, they look a lot smarter than they are, but they are just literally waiting for those cues. And they're essentially just being trained to stop at certain situations. They do remember like your regular places though. Like they, they know if you go into a certain shop often, they'll, take you straight yeah. in rather than walk past the door merrily every time they do to get they're a little bit clever yeah they are but this whole what some members of the public might think of take me to the pub and then <laughs> off you go it's like absolutely not <laughs> no chance you can't just attach a sledge to the back no in fact a wheelchair would be better all terrain yes so the next question why are guide dogs so damn expensive where is all that money going? You don't even have to pay for them now. I paid 50p for both my boys, but apparently you don't even have to pay 50p. It's a bargain uh, now. Free. Like in peppercorn rental fee. I believe the 50p was because they needed a tangible exchange for the contract alone. Yeah. Mm. But they don't need any more because I think someone probably, <laughs> with legal knowledge, looked at it and went, this is actually stupid. Why do they do this? <laughs> just hey, that 50p, 50p has to go into Guy Dog's bank account. Along with the rest of the money. Turns they out they're expensive. Yeah, they are. Well, it turns out cute animals could get a lot of money. I, I think mm. they're not shy for a few quid. Yeah, well they need it. Well, I need it for my yep. dogs. Because they gotta eat. They True. go to the vets. They need medication, wormers and stuff. Well, Got to pay the staff to train them, and all oh that yeah, that bit. <laughs> there, there, there is a lot of overheads that go into it, and especially when it comes to vet bills and things like that. So that's that's why. If they're so well looked after, why do they look so sad? Is it because of dog slavery? <laughs> I don't think they always look sad. Riley's called Smiley Riley because he actually smiles. Ted would look sad. Oh, bad owner, like... that's all I can say. Oh, it, it looks <laughs> like he's fighting demons, like he has PTSD or something. <laughs> but he is happy. Like He just has a derpy face that makes him look miserable all the time. That was genuinely one from Google. As a follow-up from Google, why do guide dogs have two names, comma, is one their slave name? That's not <laughs> Two names? What? The, the two names parts from Google. Google it. I dare you. Why do they have two names? Well, maybe in other countries, but... Why do they generally have two-syllable names? Oh, two-syllable names. Well, they should have... but also two-syllable names. They should be two-syllable, but there's loads of dogs that aren't, which is annoys me. Sorry, Ted. Is your name not Teddy, then? (laughs) I do call him Teddy. Is he Teddy? I do call him Teddy. Or Eduardo? No. they're supposed to have two syllables because a lot of the commands are single syllables so their name's not supposed to sound like a command so like sit down whatever that's why they're supposed to be two syllables but they're not a lot of them aren't i don't know why they allow it maybe they changed it with the new training regime and that's how we got ted 
sure he's Teddington or something. Uh, I call him all sorts of things, depending on what he's doing. <laughs> okay. When do guide dogs retire? When, when they, they want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they will squeeze the work out of the dogs. Uh, at the age of eight, Wes was ready to retire. He really didn't want to work much anymore. And we squeezed him for another three years because they would not retire him. It does sound like you kind of slave labored your dogs a bit. <laughs> I think that was more guide dogs doing that. I genuinely they wanted, wanted me. They wanted me to retire Calvin. And I said he, he likes working. And then they thought I had retired him, but they they hadn't actually told me. They they but they didn't realise I still had him working, so he worked till he was yeah, nearly twelve. <laughs> Great communication. Also, on your tea, I think secretly they knew at the back of their minds we've got a shit crop of dogs coming through. Yeah, can they keep this one going a little longer? Well, the, the conversations I had about retirement—they were very much along the lines of, "Is he unsafe?" I was like, "No, he just has a lot of habits. He just clearly doesn't want to work. I have to trick him into working." And they're like, oh, "But he found ways around it." It's like, "Yeah, but he clearly doesn't want to work anymore." And I'm like, well, the day that you start to feel unsafe, maybe then we'll have this conversation. And they just kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And it wasn't until I moved to another county that they were like, if he's ready, I'm sorry, he's been ready for nearly four years. <laughs> it and does then, depend on area. That is true. So after like 10 or 12 years of backbreaking labour then, do you finally get to set the dogs free? Is that their reward? Yes. So it depends. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean by setting them free? <laughs> well, if you've had them in chains, aka uh, they don't have to wear the, the harness anymore. But the harness is removed. The chains uh, are removed. Yep, they take so that a, back. Free well. range dogs now. Guide dogs take the harness back as well, so it's not like you can even get sneaky, mm. sneaky working with them. You could probably buy a harness off Amazon. Well, you could probably make one out of electrical tape. <laughs> but yeah, they they are unshackled, if you might want to put it that way. Okay, next question. Why are guide dogs neutered slash spayed? So they don't have unwanted pregnancies. Yeah, I also think it's to stop the monopoly on guide dogs because considering how much they, how much time, money, and everything that's gone into their selective breeding, I don't think they'd be best pre, uh, best pleased if you had a bitch got her pregnant pumped out a load of puppies, and then started sewing them for a lot less than what guide dogs are paying for the dogs. But I imagine if you say they're from a guide dog, you could probably get a little bit more money because of what people expect guide dogs to be capable of. But it keeps them, it calms them down, is the real reason. And, well, I mean, I've never had a female dog, but I wouldn't want to be dealing with periods. You know, also incorporated spaying as part of a selective breeding programme. Go on. Mr. A. Hitler. Okay. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Next question. What do guide dogs eat? Cat shit, fox shit. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Sticks, Riley's favourite. Bones. Toy fluff. Mm. Um, string. Ted likes to eat string and then I have to deal with the... A rope, yeah. Yeah, I have to deal with that afterwards, once in the middle of the city. Mm, brown licorice. 
that was not fun when he decided in the middle of one of the busy eating and drinking areas, lots of outside enjoyment being had. And he decided, I'm going to take a shit here and then decided to sit down and not move until we figured out what was wrong. It had to come out. <laughs> he wasn't walking on. <laughs> and all the time I'm just thinking, why here? Why not around the corner? This alleyway there. And you don't know why these people are having their dinner. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> fun, fun, fun. But, yeah, dog food, which is provided by guide dogs. Even if you pay for it, they have their select suppliers, and they tell you what food to have and how much of it to give them. Okay. Do guide dogs bark? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to, but they do. And they won't I don't know if they're up. not supposed to. I don't know. Is that just our thing of wanting these perfect little animals? Calvin didn't really bark, but Riley does. But no one said he's not supposed to. I was told when I got Wes that guide dogs don't bark. They're trained to not try and get attention that way. And then very quickly started to bark. So <laughs> I don't think it was actually true. It's fine. Like, they'll usually shut up if you tell them to. I don't speak to my dog like that. I don't say shut up. I say be be quiet or, you know, stop or something like that. (laughs) I I love my little buddy, my little teddy bear. You wouldn't bring him (laughs) to Site Village, so that was bad. Next question. (laughs) And this is the final question from Google. Do guide dogs have a good life? Majority. We We can't say they all do. No. And we, I know that he's going to say something in a second about slavery. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to think that at least my dogs had and are having good lives. But again, (laughs) results may vary. I know of some guide dog owners who do not particularly treat their dog very well, and they consider them a tool. As well as a, a tool, well, they are kind of tools, but they are Tends also. To a tool. But they are they are your pet as well, and I do know of some guide dog owners who do not see that they they don't get the the loving relationship. I don't see them in that way. It, like there's one individual, and I'm not going to say who. I think if they had it their way, the dog would be in the cage with a bowl of water pretty much all of the day until they were needed, because they really do not bond with their dog at all. Uh, they they don't do that. I will say that they don't do that. But the attitude they have towards their guide dog is very much along the lines of, this is just like a cane. I have to do things to keep it alive. But literally, that I'm doing the bare minimum to keep it alive. Which I don't agree with. That's interesting. I think most guide dog owners do like their dog. Uh, and I think Having a a guide dog or being a guide dog, at least they're using their brain and they're being stimulated and they enjoy finding things and doing that compared to a pet Labrador who doesn't have a purpose in life and doesn't know why they exist. At least guide dogs have a purpose. So if we were to use an analogy, when it comes to employment, would we say that having a job is a beneficial thing to have <laughs> to give you purpose? <laughs> Job pays or not, whether it's voluntary work, mm. and whether you're forced to do that voluntary work or not. 
maybe some people should. <laughs> you can't force a guide dog to work, like generally. But you can try. If, if they don't want to work, you can try. But if they don't want to do it, they won't do it. And that's, that's why only about, I think it's like supposed to be 60% of guide dogs make it as guide dogs. I think the number's lower at the moment. But <laughs> they're, they're not all cut out for the job. Who decides if they're not good enough? Well, guide dogs. Majority. Just whoever's training them at the time. I yeah, think... I, I think they try different trainers if they're, in case it's that. And they can go and be a buddy dog. Or they can just go and be a pet. I think they also... Auction is a, probably not the right word, but there are other uses for guide dogs as well. Uh, they can be retrained for other purposes, like drug dogs and, and various things like that. I don't know if it's done as much now. No, yeah, yeah, they can be retrained. for. They can go to the police or whatever, or medical yeah. detection or... Because they are already smart enough to get to that stage. Maybe they just don't finish their final exam. Yeah, they they flunk out from guide dog school. But... Calvin failed first time. Had to redo some training, and then no dog left behind program. I I've never been told whether my dogs failed <laughs> at any point. I assume that they probably did. If they start failing on the job, what's the sort of refund slash returns policy? Can I get like a, a courier returns label, slap it on and stick it in the local post office? Get my money back. Get my 50p back. You can return a dog. If you don't think that it's right for you or they're not working or you're not comfortable with their working ability, guide dogs, they will try and work on that with you. And... Riley was returned. Okay. After how He's, long? Uh, I think about three weeks. Then I got him. Then they was matched to me after. Someone returned him. Again, I was never told otherwise with mine. <laughs> but you, you can return a dog. Um, I don't know if there's a time limit on it. 28 days, normally. <laughs> well, I think there's quite a high return rate in the first year, apparently, of dogs. And they will try and, if possible, retrain them and rematch them to someone else up to the age of five. Okay. So you can get a five-year-old dog. Refurb. Mm. But there is going to be a time limit on that because... Yeah, can't teach an old dog new tricks and all that. There will be a cutoff of where if they're not working right, they're never going to work right. But I don't know what that cutoff would be. Five. Five. (laughs) (laughs) But I I haven't heard through the people I know of anyone returning their dogs. It's never come to my mind. I just get on with it, just try and work around it. I think one of the things is why we both have dogs that don't quite match up to our first dogs. It's because we're experienced guide dog owners and we're quite independent people in a sense. So we've been given dogs that are perhaps trickier to handle. So what you're saying is you're both willing to accept lower standards. (laughs) In an unflattering way, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all the questions I have. That's all the questions I also have. Is there anything else you would like to say, Selena, while we are covering the topic of guide dogs? I don't think so. Please give guide dogs money because <laughs> they're expensive. <laughs> they are. And I know we did maybe a little bit of bashing on them today, but this is the reality of them. They are amazing, but they you do have the reality of how they are. They are animals. They are not robots. 
Like they, they are going to have their personalities. A lot of them do have good lives. They are expensive. And I think given that the charity sector, it can be very hard to see where your donations go sometimes. You can see a guide dog on the street. And yes, they're expensive, but you can see the tangible result at the end. There are some charities, which I will not name, who have huge troves of money. I can't really pinpoint where the tangible things they do actually are located. I'm not saying they're not doing it, but you can't see the tangible end point. And I think that's very hard to to swallow. So there's FAQs, the boring one. So what are you trying to name the episode? (laughs) No, it's going to be something about slavery. (laughs) No! Not necessarily. I will point out, though, to both of your guys' points, Selena, give guide dogs money. See, you can see the tangible results. I revoked my contributions to guide dogs because of T's reason this year. (laughs) Good night, everybody. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Seesaw Podcast. Your feedback and comments mean a lot to us. So if you'd like to get in touch, you can do so in the following ways. You can find us on Twitter at SeesawPod, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube at Seesaw Podcast. And you can also join us at SeesawPodcast.com. Remember to like, rate, review and share with a friend. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience. Let's have a look at another one. Uh, there's a few really boring ones, which I'm just going to skip over. They're just Most bad. of these have been a bit dull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.